Hello and welcome to the World Dreamer Podcast, where we take popular stories and settings and turn them into tabletop RPGs. My name is Matt, and today we'll be diving into the world of Payday. Bang! Pow! Woo! Gun noises! Is that what happens in Payday? Is that, yeah, definitely. Is that good? Holy definitely. shit. I thought we were the resident uh, Payday experts here. I thought we were in Payday. <laughs> You know, maybe real life becomes more and more like payday every every passing minute. I mean, any day can be a payday if you just run to the bank. <laughs> well, welcome back to World Dreamer. We've got a couple guests with us. Returning once again from the last episode, we have Joe. Joe, what's good? What's up? Glad to be here. Hope to make this more of a thing. Yeah, I felt bad after inviting Joe onto an episode on a subject he it turns out didn't know a whole lot about. So this time I invited him on one that I think he has more knowledge on. Oh, yeah, no, absolutely. <laughs> I'm a payday expert. Hell yeah. Also joining us, we have Raymond. Raymond, how's it going? What's up? It's me. Thanks thanks for having me again. Of course. I'm happy I'll get to talk about my horrible backstory with payday <laughs> oh god the trauma is left in my life <laughs> i'm interested to get into that you got me on the edge of my seat here if we haven't said it enough we are talking about payday this episode so this is a bit of a special episode for two different reasons the first is this is actually a fan submitted request for an episode. Woo! Look at us listening to fans. You really get progress done when you start getting fan requests. Yeah, I guess you're making it big. This comes to us from Bookworm on Discord and also email. I think their username is, is similar in both. Bookworm, big thanks for your support and for recommending this episode idea. Yeah, shout out to Bookworm. You got me on another episode, so... <laughs> the sponsor of today's episode? The second reason... This is a bit of a weird episode is because I actually know pretty much nothing about Payday. I did a little bit of cursory research before going into this episode, so I'd have a little idea of what I was talking about. But cards on the table, I've never played any Payday game. I don't know a whole lot about it, but Bookworm requested it. And I'm willing to give this a go. And to help me out, I brought a couple people who know more about payday than i do so uh <laughs> what's y'all's level of familiarity with payday uh what have you played etc i have i have 350 hours in payday 2 and the highest level of qualification i have which is why i left a hint of uh, dark history is because i have the one down mask oh my god which yeah you have to do every heist on the hardest difficulty and it was uh, a nightmarish compulsion that I completed. So I did, I guess, yeah, I did every heist. <laughs> you ever wake up with like a cold sweat just like hearing the cloaker noise? It's, yeah, it's mostly <laughs> Goat Simulator. That was the level that did it. So I wake up in cold sweats thinking of Goat Simulator. Oh my god. Goat Simulator like the game? What? Yes, they have a lot of crossovers. Yeah. So, little goat bleats in my dreams. <laughs> <laughs> Crazy. Joe, how about you? I wish I had the exact numbers, but I haven't been playing Payday on Steam. I got it on release on the Xbox 360. Is this Payday or Payday 2? This is Payday 2. Came out sometime like 2013, I believe. 
Yeah, so I was fucking obsessed with that. Played that for a couple of years, honestly. Then when the Crime Wave edition dropped on the Xbox One, I picked that up too. It's been a minute since I've played it, but I'm still a huge enthusiast of the series. Uh, I fucking love the game. That's great. That's great. All right. Might as well just jump right into generating some ideas. And I think a good starting off point, as usual, is the idea of character creation. And I guess from your guys' perspective... What in Payday makes one character different from another character? I assume it has probably something to do with, like, equipment loadout, but, like, are there classes in Payday? There are skills. There's, yeah, there's skills and, like, skill trees that you go down. There's different characters you can select, but they don't really impact, like, stats or anything. It's just, like what your character sounds like there's five skill trees and each one has three sub trees i guess you could say there's like five so there's like 15 different little things you could get points in skills you could get points in that's interesting yeah so that that's not equipment related and that changes how you'll play there's also perks which change stats minorly or majorly they got too complicated for me (laughs) you could upgrade them but it was like weird it's pretty much just, like, passive bonuses, like, 10% chance to, like, dodge bullets and shit. Some of them would give you some crazy stuff, though, I remember, but not, yeah, not most of them. But, so those, those are, like, out-weapon-related stuff. That could probably translate pretty well. Yeah, I was gonna say, perks sound kind of like feats in D&D, so I could see them working in a similar way to that. But, um, yeah, based on what you've described, it seems like kind of like a point-buy system for structuring a character would work best where it's not like you have a concrete path it's you get a certain number of points every time you get a level and you can put those into whatever part of the tree you want to and can afford and you can probably like stockpile them for like bigger purchases on different level ups and that's probably how you would make a sort of like class thing if you remember uh, what are the skill trees? The five bigger ones. I, I have them up. So there's Mastermind, which dabbles in a lot of kind of different things. There's some accuracy stuff, but the, the biggest skills in there are that you can convert law enforcement to your side. Oh. And you can revive one of the crew members from far away just by yelling at them to get up. Yeah, you just yell them to get up, and they're just like, oh shit, yeah. okay. Which is the best medicine. Oi! Get up and move it. <laughs> That's pretty much it. There's Enforcer. If you want to take any of these, you you could, Joe. Yeah, there was Technician, which was just like little like gadgets and shit. Like you could set up like a small little turret. It would help with your drill shit. So you could like, when you're like drilling a safe, you could fucking just beat it. And that would reset the fucking uh, timer or like make it quieter. Ah, oh, fuck. What else was there? There's Ghost, which is where all the stealth, the juicy stealth skills are. Yeah, you got ECM jammers in that, which, like, blocked out the cameras. And, like, cops calling reinforcement temporarily. And then there's Fugitive, which was a lot of, like, other weird stuff. There's, like, melee skills in it. There's, like, revolver skills for some reason, or pistol skills in it for some reason. But there's something that lets you, like die in extra time and once you run out of hit points you can live for a couple more seconds in something called swan song there's some skills that have a big impact in all of them honestly i feel like these translate pretty well 
into classes and you can vary things up with you having these three kind of like sub sections of the skill tree as like subclasses. But I think these work actually very well as classes. How much do these impact like your equipment loadout? Like is your equipment decided by these or is your equipment like separate? Yeah, yeah. So pretty much you can unlock certain equipment through these skill trees. Like I had mentioned, there was the um the turrets and stuff from the uh technician one. You could also get like C4 to blow up safes and stuff. So you need to go down the skill trees a little bit to be able to choose like one or two equipment. But you could mix and match. And some of the skills are very much like the enforcer has like an emphasis on shotguns. The fugitive has an emphasis on pistols. So yeah, I mean, some of them you would really go down if you want to use a certain loadout, but you don't have to. Yeah, I was gonna ask. In theory, could like anyone purchase a shotgun or like anyone purchase a pistol? Yeah, you can use any uh, weapons, no matter what uh, class you're going down. Okay. Yeah, there's some special stuff, like Joe said like the sentries and enforcer has a buzz saw for some Ooh. reason. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Fun. But like for the most part, any weapon can be bought by anybody. The main thing that really like impacts is the detection level. So if you bring in like a fucking LMG and like heavy armor, obviously you're going to be a little more obvious to spot by the guards than somebody in just like a, a three-piece suit. Makes sense. Makes sense. And I don't even think that needs to be a mechanical thing. I can just think that can be like a logic thing of the DM is naturally going to make NPCs more suspicious. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I was just going to say, the only thing is, on, on these stealth heists, which I think is a really amazing part of this game, kind of most people do end up looking a bit the same. They all go down the stealth tree, and they all wear, like, a suit. Yeah, there's not really much variation. It's just running a silenced pistol, no armor. Gotcha. Yeah, so I think probably character creation is going to be, you start off with a certain number of points to purchase, like, abilities on the skill tree, and then you would probably have some amount of spending money to just buy equipment separate from that. But the equipment you buy is probably going to be influenced by whatever skills you take. Yeah, that's pretty much exactly what you do in the game, so that's pretty good. Yeah, 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 you get, like, a certain amount of money from the heist, and then you can buy weapons. That's literally how the game works. Honestly, just the, the info I'm getting so far translates very smoothly into an RPG format. Speaking of, did I hear you mention that there were already stats in the game? Uh, in terms of, yeah, I th think so. There's a skill that says you gain eight weapon stability. So there are stats in terms of that. I don't know what you thought I meant. Oh, like, I thought you meant stats in terms of, like, the person themselves, not stats in terms of, like, weapon stats. Yeah, no, like like Joe said, pretty much every character is the same. You're just kind of cosmetically different. Yeah, and the detection level is pretty much the only, like, real stat. Like, obviously, like, the perks will give, like, take more hits or whatever, but when you can, like, change your armor and shit, you know, then you'll have more health, but you're easier to spot. I think this seems like a system that probably doesn't need as many stats as something like D&D &D or Worlds Without Number. I think you could work with, like, a simpler... Maybe, like, four stats, maybe, like, a, a body stat that encompasses, like, strength and constitution, a more dexterity stat, a more intelligence stat, and a more, like, charisma stat. Because it does seem like charisma could play a role somewhat with kind of just, like, hiding in plain sight and also some of the mastermind skills that you mentioned. So I think there there is a place for 
some sort of charisma-like skill. That is that is very much similar, yeah. Yeah, also, if you kill guards, sometimes you'll have to, like, answer the pager back that's on them, and that would definitely be influenced by your charisma, I'd imagine. Oh. Yeah. Oh, good point. Yeah, that definitely makes sense for having, like, a charisma stat. I'll ask the two of you. I, I might have a couple ideas. What are we thinking for, like... A dice system in this sort of game like what do we want to be rolling because i assume weapons we probably want different damage for weapons because it seems like they deal different amounts of damage but do you guys have any thoughts i'm not that good with dice stuff i don't know what separates D from other things in terms of like ah oh, roll a d6 instead well Another thing I thought is, and I don't know how much this is influenced by Payday, but I could see you doing a system where it's sort of a cumulative D6s, where you get a certain number of D6, probably based on either a number you have in a stat or just other things you have giving you bonuses. Like, each challenge you come across has a certain number of, like, successes you need to get, and you get different amounts of D6s. And it's like four or above is a success, three or below is a failure, and you need to hit a certain number of successes in order to complete different types of tasks where you might start off with, say, you had a plus two in dexterity and you get two dice, but you also set up this other scenario that gives you an additional dice or you have this piece of equipment that gives you an additional dice which could make it easier to get the number of successes you need for cracking safes. Do you do we crack safes in this game? Is that something we do? Yes. Yeah, there's a lot of safe cracking. There's different ways you crack them, too. It sounds like it might be a good way to address something I wanted to bring up, is a lot of this game revolves around waiting on a 10-minute drill. <laughs> and I don't know how that would translate to a tabletop. Like, what, do, what would you think? I feel like a lot of it is really, like, the stealth aspect. So you have to, like, succeed some stealth checks, like, while the guards are walking by. You don't want them to, like, hear the drill or stuff like that. So, I don't know, definitely not waiting around. Yeah, definitely. I don't think it needs to be a real-time thing. I think we can substitute roles for, like, the passage of time. But it would be kind of interesting to sit around with a stopwatch, and just every <laughs> minute you have to make it D6. <laughs> that actually would be kind of funny. <laughs> that's, that's a real payday experience. I assure you, though, in a tabletop game, that would not be as fun <laughs> as you would imagine. Oh, but what if you had, like, ambient noises playing, too? That would be really <laughs> enjoyable. Really tense ambient. You can have all the ambience you want but, want, but ultimately you're sitting around a table waiting for ten minutes as nothing is happening. Yeah, the combat is what happens in the game to fill up that void, at least if you're doing loud, going loud. I'm not sure if maybe that's the timing you'd want in combat. Yeah, I don't, I don't think, I don't know if that could actually work, but I don't know. In terms of a tabletop having combat while you wait for a drill, I feel like there's a chance for that to still maybe be part of it. Yeah, I guess if you have something to fill that void, as long as you're not just sitting around waiting, I think if you can have combat to fill that void and it's like every round you make a check to see your progression in opening the safe, or even if it's just ambient in the background, if it's just like an NPC doing it. Oh, that sounds fun to me. Yeah. 
even in Payday, there's kind of, like, a slight blend between, like, stealth and going loud. Like, sometimes you will need to kill a guard or, like, shoot out a camera, even if you are trying to be stealthy. So there's definitely, like, combat you can do while you're waiting on the safe to, uh, crack. Yeah. I think this is definitely something that could work. I could definitely see it working. I think also just to get it out there plainly, I think it depends on the mission that, like, you know, you're going really loud and you're killing a bunch of cops or you're doing a completely quiet thing. Like, you know that difference in the game, Matt? I I think I get what you're saying. Like, this isn't a game just built around one or the other. It's a game built around a mix of both. It has both. Well, it's they don't they might not even mix that much. It just depends on like is this a stealth mission or not. Yes, yes. I think I get what you're saying. I feel like another huge part of the game like you kind of touched upon is like the diversity of the missions. Like the missions go out there. There's one that was in the base game that you cook meth while the cops are like fucking sieging your house. And it's like an infinite length <laughs> one too. You stay as long as you want. Yeah. Jesse, we have to cook. <laughs> just say <laughs> yeah totally that's that i think is like the most appealing part to me is that like as a dm you get to do all this planning of a crazy heist because they get crazy fucking equipment they'll get like a helicopter to pull a vault out of a building or like insane stuff yeah yeah, no, it goes balls to the wall. Speaking of equipment, something I wanted to ask, is there anything about sort of the mechanics of how any of the equipment works, whether it be helicopters and shit, or just specifics on how some of the guns work, that you think you would want to see translated into a, a tabletop RPG? The main thing that I was... I, I had already touched upon this, but, like, the uh, detection system is, like, where I'm thinking, because... Like, the whole reason you don't have, like, people running ARs for every mission is because they're trying to be stealthy. They want to, like, be able to pass those uh, cameras undetected. So I, I feel like you would want a way to, like, if you're, like, wearing heavy armor, you, like, have disadvantage on, like, stealth checks or some shit. Yeah, and I think another fun thing to incorporate in with that is, Raymond, we discussed this in the Metal Gear episode, this sort of idea of, like, guard awareness, that there are, like, different levels to how aware people are during stealth checks, where their awareness might go a level higher if you come in with, like, heavier equipment or harder gear. Yeah, and you know, in the game, the most upsetting thing that I think we would have a chance to fix with this is in the game, like, this second... I mean, not exactly a second, but pretty much, like, if one guard gets aware, the whole fucking mission, it gets ruined, and he somehow radios every guard in the level, and you just have to restart yeah. because you brought a suit and tie and a pistol, and you cannot do the game anymore. <laughs> so I like that way more in this system, having more forgiveness through levels of awareness... Because if you're sitting around a table trying to do a stealth heist and it's the same thing where, like, one guard notices the whole fucking game's ruined, it'd be really weird to restart. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it would work more on, like, regional levels of awareness where, like, one section might have gotten really suspicious, but until they physically go and, like, alert another section, they might not have that same level of awareness. Oh, definitely. Raymond, was there anything else about how, like, any piece of equipment or, like, gameplay works that you wanted to bring up? I mean, I should talk about the ECM jammer, I guess, maybe a bit more. I was just gonna ask, what is that? Yeah, so it's like, you put it down and it blocks all communications in the stage. 
So, well, I think it, does it block cameras, Joe? I, I believe that you have to pick up a perk for it, but it does block cameras. And it blocks guards calling each other, I think. Yeah. <laughs> and it delays pagers when you kill a guard. You won't immediately have to answer the guy who calls and is like, hey, what was that? Yeah, I, I think that'd be an interesting piece of equipment to slide in there. And the other stuff is just, like, ammo bags, body bags, doctor bags, uh, the turret. Oh, yeah, actually, that's a decent part of it, like, the body bags. Like, each person gets a set amount of body bags, so if you end up killing a guard, then you can, like, bag the body and, like, move it to avoid suspicion, but because you only have a certain number of them, you can't just kill everybody. Yeah, I like that. I think that is important. Yeah, I, I was going to say, this isn't always a popular mechanic in everything, but I think this one might need it. Is there, like, a cap on the amount of equipment you can bring? into each particular level or mission? I'd say so. Yes. I, I think you can only have two different equipments from whatever trees you've specced into. Gotcha. I, I think this could be something that does have some sort of encumbrance system. The encumbrance system that I've felt worked the best is the one in Worlds Without Number, where um, it's essentially you have... An encumbrance, and each item is either, like, one or two encumbrance, depending on, like, its size or something. You have a number of encumbrance for equipment you can carry, and then a different number of encumbrance for things you can have readied. Like, you can have, like, a couple items readied that you can, like, pull out immediately, and then you can have other stuff that you have more space to carry, but it'll take a bit more time to actually, like, get out and use. Does that make sense? in this world yeah the ready thing is interesting because when you're in the game you kind of have like a oh what do they call the phase before you put on your mask oh prep phase yeah so you kind of walk around in your suit or whatever but you don't have a mask on so you don't pull out any weapons or anything you aren't allowed to use any equipment or anything until you put on your mask but you could like maybe go around and play stuff like pre-planning stuff yeah okay yeah, and then I think that could blend in where you could set up stuff beforehand, and then that wouldn't be taking up your encumbrance. And that's that's exactly what you do in the game, too, is, like, I imagine, like, the DM could set up this level and this heist, and in the game you get, you're shown a map of the level, and you get to spend a certain amount of points or money to place certain objects to help you on your heist. Yeah, or you, like, disable certain cameras. Yeah, so you could show your map to the players and have them, I don't know, have some kind of influence on like, oh, let's take out, let's put a sniper here, let's put an ammo bag in the printer room. It's like the smuggled item in Hitman. I don't know idea what that is, <laughs> sure. Oh, have, have you played the, the new Hitman games? Oh, no. Oh, there's a mechanic in that where in each of the levels, you can essentially have one smuggled item that you don't have to, like, carry in or get past guard checks. Oh, that's cool. And it's just, like, a hidden item in a predetermined location. Yeah, yeah, that does sound like it. Like, you have insider assets you could use and stuff. I think the only other thing I was just thinking about I'm getting really into this idea of if you want to do a heist loud, setting a kind of timer and having to last against, like, combat. Can you guys get into that at all? I feel like it could work. I think it probably works better in, like, waves, where it's less of a time thing and more, like, 
there will be a certain number of waves of enemies you'll have to deal with. That could work too. I guess I just get really excited about the idea of having a kind of timer and then stopping it if like the drill breaks like you could do in game. I don't know if it'd work, but it makes me excited because I haven't heard of it. Yeah, timed mechanics in RPGs can be very hard to pull off. So while I think it could work, it would take like a lot of dedication both from the system and from the dungeon master. Well, I feel like the DM has a lot of work to do in this game. Like, you need a good DM to, like, design a good heist, plan for whatever. Yeah. Yeah. This yeah. is probably a system that works better with a map. Oh, definitely. I think you'd need it. This is a lot on the DM. <laughs> uh, you just have to hope you find someone that loves designing heists. Yeah. Yeah, which they're out there. I can say that. They're probably uh, real-world heisters. <laughs> I mean, for some people, it might be easier than having to make a whole world and characters, too. It just depends on the person. Exactly. One last mechanical idea from me. It's actually related to the idea of attacks of opportunity. In this game, you'd probably mostly be using ranged weapons, I imagine, because you're mostly using guns. And in other RPG systems, attacks of opportunity are really only done with melee weapons. And I think an interesting sort of substitute for that is it's kind of something influenced by XCOM a little bit. Where I think an interesting maybe like perk or like a feat type thing or maybe just like an ability in some of the skill trees would be you can use a bonus action to essentially ready a ranged opportunity attack. Where it's like, it's not like an opportunity attack in regular D&D where you have a dedicated reaction for it. It's more like you have to use like a specific bonus action to do it. But if you do, you get one sort of range attack where it's like, if someone moves, you can take a shot at them. What do you guys think about that? No, yeah, that sounds like a pretty cool idea. I fuck with that. You definitely should have attacks of opportunity, uh... Yeah, but where, where I think it's ranged, I think it should take a little bit more than just using a reaction to actually ready it. You think it should cost more? Yeah, I, I think it should be more of like a bonus action to ready it rather than just a reaction to use any time where it's ranged, you know? I feel like that would also make the players feel more smart for actually like doing it. So I, I definitely fuck with that. Yeah, I'm going really out there. I'm getting a really esoteric vision of the game because for some reason it, it feels like I wonder if you could do some kind of simultaneous thing. That's the only thing that happened in my head is when you're talking about turns and stuff. It's just I have a hard time imagining stuff being so rigid. Yeah, I, th I think it can be a bit more flexible. Also, like, I know you were, like, focusing on the ranged attack sort of thing, but there are melee weapons in the game. Yeah, I, I figured that much, but I figured we should have this mechanic where I assume most of the weapons are ranged. Oh, yeah, no, it will be. They do have, like, a diverse, like, set of melee weapons. Like, they have, like, fucking, like, knight swords. Yeah, they did a crossover with chivalry, and it's so fucking silly. Yeah, what? In fact, the best weapon for one down is a mini handheld crossbow. Oh, that's fun. <laughs> so I run around the map shooting people with a crossbow, and I have a katana. It makes no fucking <laughs> sense. Oh, uh, that, that's really fun, though. It is. That's really fun. So that is, there is that. <laughs> they have flamethrowers and shit. Embrace the goofiness. I think this RPG should embrace that. That's what you need to do for payday. Yeah, they have, you could buy crazy ass weapons. I'm sure they have like a harpoon gun, but I don't really remember. 
I think they have an automatic crossbow deal. It gets crazy. Oh, yeah, they absolutely had automatic crossbows. This makes no sense. <laughs> they got fucking miniguns, grenade launchers. Yeah. They do have rockets. Of course. Yeah. How can you not? There are ninja stars. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, yeah, there's also throwables. Throwable, uh, kind of like melee. Is like, like you said, the ninja stars. They also got, um... Playing cards? Playing cards are one of them? Oh, shit. Oh, yep. I use those. I remember now. Yeah, <laughs> so, uh, like we said, embrace the goofy. <laughs> Absolutely. You have to interrogate, like, a fucking FBI agent at some point. Yeah, the goofiness is so far or on the table. <laughs> so far on the table. Yeah. Fucking uh, quote me. <laughs> yeah. It'll catch on. <laughs> Hashtag so far on the table. <laughs> Yeah. Get it trending. It'll, it'll work. Hell yeah. The table could be far too. Oh, so far on the far table? It makes sense. <laughs> we should get back into lemur fish. Lemur no fish. One's gonna, no one's gonna get that. <laughs> I know, I'm so sorry. It's okay. But now they have the image in their head, yeah. maybe. Don't worry, you don't need to know. <laughs> that just makes it sound more ominous. Is there anything else either of the two of you wanted to bring up that that's all i can really think of right now yeah so you also want your players to make kind of like goofy characters because a lot of the characters in the payday game they're really goofy characters they got jacket from hotline miami he was always my favorite me too me too i loved him so the way he talks or does any of his like voice lines and shit is through a little like cassette tape he's got with him that's got like a bunch of like jarbled up like fucking pre-recorded messages from random stuff so like whenever he puts on his mask he says uh this this uh content is not suited for a uh a young audience or whatever is your discretion is advised yeah yeah yeah. there's ron perlman they have h3h3 in the game yeah oh no they got a uh, fucking uh the guy from oh fuck what was that what was that movie they got a lot of crossovers john wick hardcore henry that's what it was and they got a scarface pack but they don't actually have scarface in the game or actually no they do tony montana they actually put scarface from batman <laughs> that's the wrong scarface guys i got a mod that made jacket microsoft sam <laughs> oh that's really good <laughs> and i could not repeat any of the quotes because they're all so inappropriate uh but it was great that's really good i think the the point of this add-on is goofiness on all sides goofiness from dm goofiness from players yeah. Because there's only so many bank heists you could do before you're like, Ugh, well, I don't know, I guess let's blow up a casino? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> they also got goofy masks. That was a huge aspect of it. After every heist, you do like a little like roll thing, and you could get like certain weapon attachments, or if you're lucky, you get like a really cool mask. Obsessed, you get a one-down mask, and that <laughs> controls your life. <laughs> You have nightmares about Ghost Simulator. There's one last thing I had, which was just that there are a variety of enemy types in the game that could transfer over. When the SWAT teams start coming in, if you go loud, they have, like, taser guys that can stun you. They have medics, which I think they kind of overhealed people. 
And they have snipers and dozers. The dozers were just like beefy dudes and like body armor. Really annoying to deal with. And then uh, the cloakers. Oh, my, uh, yeah. Oh, God. They, they literally give me <sighs> nightmares. They fucking, uh, yeah. they do this really like high-pitched scream. They're, they're just like, <laughs> yeah. So they're dudes in like night vision goggles and like they Sam fucking, Fishers. yeah, yeah, yeah. They run super fucking fast at you, come out of nowhere and then just fucking hit you once and you immediately die. No matter what fucking armor you got, they just fucking jump on you, start beating the shit out of you and you're dead. They basically break dance on you too. Yeah. That'll also demoralize you. Yeah. That'll translate to tabletop, right? <laughs> Roll to dance. Gutted. That is the only Valorant reference I can and or will make. <laughs> it's already too much. I agree. Ooh, next week, Valorant tabletop? No. No. <laughs> you know, executive decision right here, right now, I will never make a Valorant episode. Until, like, 20 of viewers comment that they want the Valorant episode. Not once ever. <laughs> Fight me. Your inbox is just gonna be flooded with, make a fucking Valorant tabletop! No matter how much you beg, I won't. <laughs> You know what, Matt? I respect you much more after saying that. Oh, thank you. That's all I wanted. <laughs> what about other Riot games? League of Legends. <laughs> I've mentioned this to a couple people before. I just struggle to justify not just doing League of Legends in D&D. Because I feel like it translates to D&D very oh, well. No. Oh, yeah. I mean, the entire fucking yeah, you're right. magic and shit. It's just D&D. Uh, I feel like you could just do oh, it in D&D. Shit. Damn it. Yeah, I'm, I'm not going to act like you can't do anything in D&D. Just not Valorant. Listen, you guys play whatever game you want. I'm going to set a stopwatch and <laughs> roll a bunch of D6s. <laughs> oh, no. This is, that would be a truly unique game. Honestly, truly the fucking progenitor of our time. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. The true primogen of <laughs> role-playing games. I set a 10-minute stopwatch. Let's see how many dice I can roll. <laughs> <laughs> all it is is just trying to see how many dice you can roll in 10 minutes it's not even like passing skill checks you just keep fucking rolling <laughs> yeah yeah that's it well thank you both so much for joining me i had a lot of fun i hope i accurately represented this game series i don't know a whole lot about but again thank you for helping me through it that's how I felt last episode. <laughs> Shout out again to, to Bookworm for the suggestion. Yeah. Thank you so much, Bookworm. And uh, the Audible for sponsoring today's episode. No. Oh, no. <laughs> no. Hey, they don't get any. No. 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 Don't. Don't. Yeah. Cut that out. That you know what? Where I'm going, I'm gonna, I might find a way to just try and put a censored sound effect over the <laughs> set, over really said funny. company and that you just said. We are sponsored by Overkill, <laughs> creators of Payday 2. We're not we're not <laughs> sponsored by Audible or Overkill or anyone. Speak for yourself. This isn't sponsored. <laughs> yeah, speak for yourself. This isn't sponsored content yet. Uh, <laughs> Until Riot Games wants you to do a Valorant tabletop. I am no. directly employed by Overkill. That is the only reason I'm here. Oh god. Well, I gotta get out of here before all these companies sue me for every penny I'm worth, which isn't much. So, uh, bang, bang. Uh, bang, bang, bang. Honestly. Thank you for listening to the episode. 
you enjoyed it, please continue listening on the platform of your choice and recommend the podcast to other people you know. In addition, consider following us on Instagram at the.world.dreamer. If you have a suggestion for an episode you'd like to see, DM me on Instagram or send an email to the email in the description below. This has been Matt, and I hope you have a good day.